welcome, welcome. This is the Thunder Insider Show. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that show title a little bit later. But this is the Thunder Insider Show. I am Basketball Guru D. We have Matt Unlimited Range Burton yes, in the house. Yes, sir. Brandon, I'm the real Steph Curry. Ray Bar just showed up. It's going to be a good show. We're going to be talking about NBA Draft, Thunder Trades, NBA Finals. We're going to have a little mock draft later. It's going to be a good show. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. I think, uh, you know, maybe a little bit better start to my morning than Brandon here, but we won't get into that. <laughs> we won't get into that. But, man, this is awesome, dude. I, I, it's been a while since I've gotten to talk to you guys and, and especially talk to you guys on radio. And my whole season has basically been leading up to this day. Absolutely. Like, if you're a Thunder reporter, beat writer, what have you, uh, you know, obviously you're covering the whole season and things like that. But this Thunder season was really about this draft. And so we're finally here, and all the research that we've all done and, and the hours and hours of studying all these these incoming rookies, it's about to happen. So I'm excited about it. Well, like I said, first things first, um, we got to talk about this show title, Thunder Insider Show. Just doesn't pop for me. Like, is there something Let's change that, it up. Yeah, like, like I, I liked, like, three-peat or triple thread or something like that. What, like, what do you guys like? I'm fine. I'm fine with whatever, man. I'm, I'm just here. I'm... I'm you know, I'm coasting y'all's wave here. You know, I'm just <laughs> triple threat. Is that like because there's three of us? Yeah, but but that wouldn't include when Jerry's on with us, right? Because <laughs> the because the title makes no sense then anymore at all. Yeah, he's not a triple threat at all. That's a good point. Um, but uh, we're gonna just get into it. There's what five days into the draft. Thunder have the second pick. We're gonna talk about that one first. Who are you guys taking? And I don't want. Either guy will be good for the Thunder. I want an actual pick. So, Brandon, you first, since you probably put in more work than anybody in the world on these prospects. Who are you taking? Yeah, man, I've I've done so much research. Like, I, I, I don't even know. Like, it's embarrassing to think about, like, all the late nights I spent, like, on YouTube uh, watching these guys, uh, their highlights, going all the way back to high school and, and reading all these scouting reports. All that said... I know it's not popular with with a large segment of Thunder fans because of the way he looks. Um, he's so tall and lanky. He looks like one of those like used car inflatable tube man guys. I get it. Uh, and you're already afraid because of Poku and, and what happened there. But it's Chet Holmgren. Like when I when I look at the whole package and I look at like superstar upside and talent and what he can do defensively and offensively and how he would fit sh- with Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Josh Giddy. Each of these four, you know, there's a big three. They're starting to include Jaden Ivey now as a big four. Each of them have weaknesses, uh, and each of them have strengths. I think that that Chet's kind of total package makes the most sense, and I'm, I'm least afraid of his weaknesses, I guess. All right, here's where uh, you guys can call it Duke Bias if you want. I like Paolo Bancaro. I like Paolo Bancaro a lot. 6'10 and a half, I believe, without shoes on is what he measured in. Correct. Crazy. Uh, I didn't know if that was a a Fletch deal where he's 6'5, 6'9 with the afro. I didn't know if it was one of those (laughs) deals, but I'm going to trust it. 6'10 and a half without shoes on. Uh, If we're talking just the top three and kind of, um, you know, the way the Thunder have kind of built this thing so far is like you got really great passers and playmakers for others. So you can try to play that positionless thing. 
I, I get the Chet being positionless thing. I think Paolo also fits the, fits in that because as far as playmaking for others, I think Paolo's way better than than Chet or or Jabari in that in that regard. Um, so I, I, I like I like sticking with that. Plus, his shot got consistently better over the season at Duke. He was the best player in the NCAA tournament. And I put some stock into the fact that he was, like, in the, in the biggest games that Duke had, he showed up. Yeah. Like, he showed up in a big way in every yeah. single game, yeah. Yeah. every single time. He played against Chet and Gonzaga, and he did very well in that game. The two games against North Carolina that Duke lost, that Paula was not the problem. Like he was, he was getting, he was getting anything he wanted against Carolina. They were sending Brady Manic at him, and he was like, "Thank you, thank you for that. I am going to go by him and go dunk it or lay it up uh, with authority." So I, that that maybe my Duke bias going up. Now I will add the caveat in that Daniel told us not to, but I've resigned myself to the fact that I'm okay with any of the three. But if I'm picking, which is probably why I'm not hired by any, you know, by any NBA team, I'm picking Paula. Yeah, that's the guy that. I know everybody is saying that uh, the reports are saying that Chet is the guy that Thunder are probably going to pick because he loves or he wants to be in OKC. I'm thinking Sam Presti is going to drive Paolo, and that's the guy. I mean, that's the guy I would take. It's probably some Duke bias like you, Matt. Right. But I mean, if Jabari is gone, I think Paolo. I think Paolo is just a better player. He might have the smaller ceiling or shorter ceiling, but I mean. I think he's I think he's fantastic. He's everything that Sam Presti has been drafting lately. He's a great passer. He can score, he can rebound. Like he he can do multiple things just like everybody else on this team or most of the people on this team. So I think that's the type of guy that Sam Presti wants for the future. So, I mean like and we don't know what Sam Presti is going to do just like nobody. So I think the reports that have the Thunder taking Chet makes it makes me believe that he's going to take Paolo even more. But that's just me. I think the reports are more, though, speculation just because I think that all these mocks and analysts and things like that have Chet ranked higher. Yeah. It seems like Jabari and Chet are almost on their own tier, and it's weird because right. I, I'm with you guys. Bencaro's ridiculous. Like He's yeah. great. Like. It, He's my third, but it's it's almost one A one B one C for me, mm-hmm. uh, and you can make an argument for each of them, and and I'll buy it. Uh, so it's weird to me that it's it's almost like Paulo's on his own tier behind those two guys. So I th- I think more than anything because we know that that OKC doesn't leak, yeah, things don't get right. out. Uh, of course, you know agents talk and other other teams talk and things like that. So some things may get out, and and these analysts and experts that we hear from may hear things. Uh, but I do almost wonder if, if all the Chet talk is just because that's where all these draft analysts have Chet ranked. And so they assume that the Thunder are going to take Chet. And because he's got the highest upside and he looks like Poku and, and right. all those things. And, and the Thunder love length and size and things like that. Now, I'll ask you guys this, though, since we're really diving into these three guys. Since we all believe it's going to be one of these three guys. Um, does and since you're both going with Bancaro, does the defense worry you at all? No, because because the two knocks on on Paulo are the three point shooting. I agree with Matt. The three point shooting got better as the season went on, yeah. and he was at his best in the tournament when the stakes were highest. Um, and then the other knock is defense. Uh, some people think he's too slow footed to to hang with NBA fours, and that he's not physical enough to hang with NBA 5, so he's kind of in this tweener no-man's land where his defense could really be an issue. Uh, Doesn't worry you at all? It doesn't worry me. I mean, 
like we've we've talked about his measurables already, and the fact that he is athletic and two two hundred and fifty pound, like he is stocky. I I just have a hard time believing that. Maybe maybe he doesn't come in right away and he's your defensive stopper right away day one. But I have a hard time believing a guy that big, that athletic, can't be a passable defender in the in the NBA. So uh, I, I'm I'm not. It's it's a lot like the. It's like the knock that I keep seeing, which is ridiculous to me. It was like Chet Holmgren. Well, he won't be able to guard Joel Embiid or Nicole Jokic. I'm like, no one on the earth can. No one on earth can. That's why they're so good. Um, They can't guard each other. Like like Embiid can't guard Jokic. Jokic can't guard Embiid. Exactly. So for me, I just resigned myself to that fact that he is that big, that athletic. I have a hard time believing that he can't grow into be at least a passable defender. I don't think, I don't have problem with his defense i think in the tournament his defense would like took a huge step and i think that's because he just tried more so i think if like he gets with the right coach especially with uh, mark dagnall who got this team to play great defense when they shouldn't have been able to play great defense i think that dagnall will be able to get him to play some good defense and it it's all about i mean defense is mostly about trying and i think Effort, yeah like he tried a lot harder in the tournament, and it showed that he was like a positive defender for the for Duke. So I think I think it'll be I think it'll be okay. I'm like I mean, he's not going to be able to guard the elite guys, but I think he'll be able to hold his own. But yeah, that's that's the thing. Some people wonder if it's an effort thing because he does have all the physical tools. Uh you know, I know that some analysts lately have been been talking about the the slow foot speed. Uh but man, when you just look at him, I mean, he almost looks like a a rookie LeBron being 6'10 and and 250. <laughs> What's crazy is cuz I saw the report that yeah. he's he's 6'10 and a half without shoes, but if you see him next to Chet, Chet looks like he's a good like oh, 6 yeah. inches yeah. taller. <laughs> yeah, it's so insane. I mean like Chet is supposedly 7 foot. Well, that's like KD was supposedly 6'9". Right. He's like 7'2". Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seven Chet, two, I think, really yeah, is like 7'2". But, but the, and the thing with... I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is my my, my last point on Paolo, too. Uh, I talked with Derek Parker on OKC82. OKC82's back, everyone. So, yeah, we're, we're getting that thing rolling. This show, as well, is going to be downloaded and posted on OKC82. So, anywhere you... you uh, can find podcasts. Go check out OKC82. Also, go check out Old Man Game, for sure. Shout out. Um, but Derek, I had Derek Parker on, and he was like, yeah, Paolo's 6'10", but he like plays like he's 6'2". Like, it's it's crazy to watch. Um, so, I, I don't know. I just, in a good I way. Get, in a good way. In a good way, yes. <laughs> yes not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah not, not like that, no. But in, in a good way, especially like offensive, like just head down, get into the rim, too. And the fact that he is... 6'10", but plays like 6'2 and 250. It's just, it's crazy to me. I, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with any of the three, but... Look, we have a lot of Thunder Draft talk. We yes. have some NBA Finals talk, like I said earlier. We have trade talk. We have a lot. This is a jam-packed show for you. Um, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the 12th pick and see if the Thunder may trade up, may take the pick. But, I mean, who, I mean like I said, we're going to talk about that when we come back. Um, this is the Thunder Insider Thro- Insider Show on 107.7 The Franchise. That's just some really good music. Like, 
the, it is. The, the instrumental is exquisite. I thought that was Rex in Effect, but I guess Rex in Effect sampled like something more old school. Because I thought I was about to jump into all I want to do is I'm a zoom, zoom, zoom. zoom, zoom. <laughs> Just shake your mouth. That's Jay-Z. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. But this is the Thunder Insider Show. I'm Daniel Bell, Basketball Guru D on Twitter. That is Matt Burton. I am Matt Burton on yes, Twitter. Sir. And Brandon Raybar. Brandon Raybar on Twitter. I think that's it. That's yeah. when I had to remember. The best jump shot. You need to change your name to the best jump shot <laughs> in media. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I... Uh, we we can't let it out though because uh, we're gonna have this media this OKC media three on three tournament later on in the summer. So I'm gonna like try to like you know keep it on the down low. Right. It doesn't we're matter. Shoot, we're gonna win. Yeah. Right. Because isn't Matt gonna play against us? Doesn't matter. No, I don't win. think so. <laughs> I don't. I think I think I'm on your team. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. But um, gonna get back into the draft. Um, Thunder have also have the 12th pick. And speaking of but speaking of the draft, we're gonna have a draft show draft party at twin peaks north on memorial i think we're all going to be there yep yeah so we're all going to be there i gotta ask my wife (laughs) (laughs) jerry ramsey is going to be there christine's going to be there um who else is going to be there um yeah i don't know um i I know i know i'm going to be there i'm not sure about Ryan Chapman. Oh yeah, they have yeah. Ryan is going to be yeah. there. Chisholm yeah. is going to be there. It's going to be a yeah, like a really good show. Absolutely. So come out to Twin Peaks North on Memorial and come eat some good food and listen to us talk about who the Thunder should take and if the Thunder made a mistake on draft night. <laughs> um, but like I said, Thunder have the twelfth pick. Also, there's been a lot of speculation that they're going to trade up um, for around the seven eight range. There's a lot of speculation with the Blazers. And trading that pick to the Blazers for the seventh pick and Dort. First off, would you guys trade that pick to trade up and if it means giving up Dort? It's tough because it, it feels like an overpay, uh, you know, to include Lou Dort to move up five spots, or if you're moving to the Pelican spot at number eight, four spots. It's tough because obviously Lord, Lou Dort is beloved uh, by OKC fans. He's a fan favorite for good reason. I mean, like when you look at his character, his personality, his story, and then his play and his improving play each season. Uh, he's he's such a great defender, obviously, and his offense has gotten better every year. That said, you know. This is the last season of his contract. He's got like the best contract in the entire NBA, but that's only got one more season remaining on it. And then he's going to get paid, and he deserves a, a big payday. And it, it just depends. The Thunder want that flexibility when they start contending again to be able to go out and trade for a disgruntled star or to, to sign free agents. They want that flexibility, so it kind of depends on how much Lou Dort is going to ask for and how much, you know, whatever he asks for, I'm sure he deserves. It would be tough to lose him. Long way to say, it depends on who's there at seven. Like, are you trading up for Shaden Sharp, Dyson Daniels, Benedict Matherin? Those guys' ceilings are really, really high. Like, those guys could be stars. And as much as it would hurt to let go of Lou Dort, maybe it makes sense, you know, given the contract coming up, the contract situation, and then also those superstar upsides with those guys, even a Keegan Murray, if he were to drop. Now, if you're trading up, I want to trade up personally for guys like A.J. Griffin, uh, guys like Jeremy Sohan. 
I like those guys, Johnny Davis, but I feel like those guys might drop to 12. And and I, I want to overpay by by giving up Lou Dort to get one of those guys. That's just me, but but I can see it, and it makes sense if it's if it's Sharp or Matherin. Again, though, I would try to find other ways to make it happen besides Lou Dort, if at all possible, like future first round picks, you know, maybe Michich, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. w- whatever you can. F- Scrap together to, to move up, but it's hard to move up in the like it seems like an overpay, but moving up four or five spots at the top of the draft is really, really difficult to do. So it, it you had to give up something of value to get something of value for sure. And can we rule out the that they're going to trade up to four? Like, I that's I think that's just way too far. I, I and I don't think the Kings are that interested in future picks to be honest. They want some some players now and. Uh, really, it's Lou Dort. They are the kings. <laughs> yeah, they are the kings. That's true. The kings can be fleeced. We know that for sure. And if anyone can fleece him, it's Sam Presti for sure. But uh, I just I think that's way too far to move up. But I, I'm with you, Brandon. If it's a guy like Shaden Sharp, I'm a huge fan of ben- Benedict Matherin. Um, if it's one of those guys, Dyson Daniels is shooting yeah. up draft boards, like you said. And so if it's one of those guys, I th- I'd say I'd be okay with it. Just because you mentioned man, the flexibility of like, Hey, we can take on another bad contract for a first round pick, like you know, for future first, whatever. It gives them that flexibility uh, still because I just don't know if you want the money tied up on Lou Dort. And he averaged 17 a game this year, showed a lot of improve- improvements offensively, but I think that had more to do with, well, someone else has to score besides Shea. It was like by default, kind of. Um, but he did show a, a ton of improvement uh, offensively. I don't think if you're on a com- like a competitive team in the West, I don't think you want Ludor averaging 17 points a game. I don't think that's what what you want. So I would be okay with it. Um, would you Would you rather give up Ludor or Trey Man? Man, that's tough. I'm really, really high on Trey Man. I am too. I was, I was high on Trey Man coming into the draft, and then you know he showed, especially the second half of the season, like he's got some really special offensive ability. You know, shot creation, creating your own shot, and three-point shooting, two of the, the highest-valued skills in the NBA now. And Trey Mann's got those in spades. I know. And he's on a rookie contract. Uh, so you got, you know, like you have him for longer. Mm-hmm. And then you have him not only for this rookie contract, but then for another four years after that, five years, if you extend right. him. This sounds crazy, but I would probably value – if I'm looking at assets – Yeah. I probably put Trey Mann a little bit higher. Okay, I do so, too. So I do too. Wrong. So you're both yeah. wrong. Both wrong. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're both wrong. I am in the camp of you can't trade Lou Dort. Like you don't. You look around the league and look at the past NBA champions, especially here recently. You need Lou Dort. Like you need a guy like Lou Dort, Drew Holiday, Mikael Bridges. I know they didn't win a championship, but they got there. Um, Marcus Smart. They also didn't win. Um, but then look at. The the uh, Warriors, their quote unquote Lou Dort is is Andrew Wiggins. Like you, you need that guy to to be able to guard the other team's best player. So like Andrew Wiggins slowed down. Like he completely took Jason Tatum out of the series scoring wise with his defense, and that is way. I mean, yes, Trey Man offensively, the ceiling is a lot higher. But you, I think you can find another Trey Man. You can go find another guy that's going to give you what probably fifteen to twenty points a night. Trey Man's ceiling is probably six man. It, whether he hits that or not, or whether he whether he gets past that or not, is remains to be seen. But 
I think the ceiling is probably somewhere around the six man. And you can go find another guy that can do what Trey Mann does. There are not that many guys that can do what Lou Dort does on the defensive end. And that is just like you you need him. Who's going to play defense if you trade Lou Dort? This is this is sounding. You're making the arguments from the Harden Ibaka thing right now, and not saying Trey Mann's going to well, be okay. any, as good as James Harden okay, by so any means. No, but Harden, it's just it, 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 everyone was like, "You'll find another James Harden. You'll find another one." The Thunder are still we're still searching for it. They had to trade for for Paul George. You know, I'm 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 not saying you're wrong by any means, but I'm just saying that. The, 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 the arguments you laid out, they were giving I, me PTSD. I, so giving I, me PTSD. <laughs> I agree that like arguments are similar, but where it's different is this is not this is a wing basketball era yeah. or guard whatever, and you have to be able to stop a guard or a wing. And Ludor has like he's proven he can do that. So, and I, I don't like I think the era was trending towards or trending away from being a big man era, which Sam Presti just didn't really see at the time. So I think that's the difference. I get I get what you mean. Like it is definitely very it's similar. PTSD man. I'm but <laughs> I'm I'm not giving up like how many wing defenders are better than Lou Dort? And I get the According pay- to Damian Lillard only two. Yeah, see he's, he's top three, yeah. See like and that's Damian Lillard is yeah. one of the and better one of those scorers. Guys doesn't play basketball anymore. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he listed Drew Holiday, exactly. Lou Dort, and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, yeah. So, so Lou Dort is really top two. Yep, yep. So, like, you're gonna get basically gonna give up a top two wing defender for an unproven guy. I'm not doing that. Not saying these guys don't have superstar potential, but I'm not. I'm me personally. I'm not doing it. Look, I love Lou Dort a- again. I'm I'm more looking at like through the lens of contracts and and flexibility and and fit with the team. We know that SGA and Giddy are going to be starters on this next Thunder playoff team whenever that happens. And Lou Dort maybe, but Josh Giddy unless his shot improves is right now like a below average three-point shooter. And Lou Dort even though his his three-point shooting has really come so far, it's and again, that goes back to his work ethic, and it could keep improving. But right now, he's about a 33% three-point shooter, which isn't bad. But again, it's a little bit below NBA average. So you've already got two dudes in your starting lineup in an era where you have to have three-point shooting that are below three-point average. And then if you're looking at like, okay, maybe you get Chet Holmgren or, or Jabari or Paulo. All right, those guys should be above league average, but... Those guys might all end up being fours. There's not a lot of fives who shoot above average. So if you're getting a, it, it just puts you in like this weird spot. You've already got two guys considered starters that aren't three point shooters. And if one of your bigs down the road isn't a three point shooter, all of a sudden you're back where you were, where you have this Thunder team that's got a lot, a lot of talent. But in an era of three point shooting, you have a lot of guys that aren't three point shooters and, you know, the, the space, you know, dwindles for SGA driving to the rim and for Giddy to have guys to kick out to. It's tough. Now, if Lou Dort, what I really, really love is the idea of keeping Lou Dort and having him come off the bench and having him be a super sub. You know, the Celtics did that with Marcus Smart for a while, and, and it made a lot of sense. Lou Dort is really, really talented. 
it really just kind of comes down to the contract. They're just in a weird spot where this contract is coming up, and and to have big money going out to both SGA and Lou Dort during a rebuild is just a, is just a tough spot. I mean, it's not that big. Like SGA is getting what thirty next year, I believe, and Lou Dort is going to be maxed out if he signs the extension at I think it's fourteen or thirteen somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, that's only forty. Three million to two players. That's not that much. Well, that's if that's if the Thunder give them what they can give them right now. What could happen is if it comes a free agent. They decline yeah. the option to make him a restricted free agent. Then you can offer him whatever you want, and then you know maybe it's twenty million. Or yes, he goes to unrestricted free agency, and then that's a whole other yeah. thing. I mean, do it. You don't you know, I, look. I know OKC is a small market, but you don't win a championship by being cheap. Look at the Warriors. Like the teams are mad that the Warriors spent so much money, and that that's what you're supposed to, you're supposed to spend money, put a great team together, and worry about the tax bill later. I get it. Like I said, I get it's OKC, but you do teams do not win by being cheap. No, I agree with that. And and the Thunder have proven that they'll spend money. They'll go deep into the luxury Except for tax, when it but comes to Harden. Yeah, that was <laughs> PTSD, Daniel. This is the PTSD segment. The lessons were learned. Uh, they've been a completely different team since then. If you, if you look at how they spent money since then, uh, you know, and if you look back again, hindsight is twenty twenty. But everybody was scared to death of the luxury tax back yeah. then. Like it was supposed to be crippling to everyone. Uh, so everybody was trying to dodge it. Uh, so the Thunder will pay, but it, but it. Do you want to pay a lot of money while you're still rebuilding? Like it's the Warriors yes. have a championship team right now, so of course they're spending money for Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins and all these guys because they're stars. Look, I want the Thunder to keep Lou Dort. I think it, it's he's a great talent and a great person and great for the culture. I want him to be here, but all I'm saying is I get it if they trade him because they feel like they're getting a guy with probable superstar potential if they're trading up to the seventh spot. Based on his high school tape. <laughs> let's, let's, let's make sure people know that. <laughs> like, it, like he hasn't played since high school, so... and some, some He does have kind of a weird trajectory yeah. to the number one recruit in his class, though. I, I get it, but... I'm, he had, I'm, like, one good tournament I'm, and <laughs> jumped up to number one recruit. I'm staying away from him. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, he could be good. He could be... He could be bad. I don't know. That's if what I'm saying. If, I'm you're tell- if you're telling me that the Kings are saying, yeah, we want Lou Dort in a package for four, I do that for Jaden Ivey. I do that for right. Jaden Ivey. Yeah. His, his ceiling is just, it's in a different much, stratosphere. Than, much much than, more safe than for pick, Dort, in my opinion. Than Lou Dort. But I just, think, I just think it would cost way too much for the Thunder to move up there. Look, we're going to talk about Lou Dort. They have enough and, to spend. <laughs> and Thunder trades a little bit later. They made a trade earlier this week. Um, but next up, we're going to be talking about the finals. Warriors are champs again, so I know lots of fans are extremely happy about that. We don't need to spend much time on that. <laughs> like, let's let's breeze through that thing. <laughs> this is I'm a, use the bathroom. <laughs> this is the <laughs> Thunder Insider Show on Franchise 107.7. Thunder Insider Show, Daniel Bell, Matt Burton, Brandon Raybar. Better without Jerry. Just gonna have to say that because I, I know he's listening. Because you keep playing the hits, man. You keep playing. Jerry will play one or two hits, and then he'll play something from the 1950s you've never heard of, and you're like, "What?" He's like, "Oh, I got a great story about this." Like, no, just play the hits, man. Jerry thinks that he's his music tastes better than mine. 
because he's older and he was around right. when music was invented. <laughs> but it's really not like like when I produce his show with Brandon and I'm not Brandon with uh, Dylan yeah. and uh, and Kelly. I, I come up with themes and see if he can guess the themes and he's had a hard time lately so his music taste is not as good as he thinks it is no yeah Jerry it, it's, it's a lot of things he's, he's not as good as he thinks he is that's you know that's just Jerry Ramsey in a hole <laughs> but uh, we're gonna be getting back into the draft a little bit later um, like I said earlier we are having a draft party at Twin Peaks North on Thursday starting at 3 with Chisholm and Ryan going to take you up until the 6 o'clock hour before the drive for a little pre-show. I'm going to be there. Matt's going to be there. Brandon's going to be there. Christine, uh, Jerry, everybody's going to be there. It's going to be a lot of great coverage for the drive. But the Warriors are champions again. How do you guys feel? <laughs> Lame. I mean, yeah. it's it, – you look. It, my biggest takeaway from, from all of it is – I wish I could. I know I could mute like Warriors and Draymond and Curry like on social media. Uh, I don't want to go through the trouble, but man, it probably saved me a lot of. Like I just tired of seeing it everywhere. Look, deserved, and it's impressive that they came back after being away for a couple of years. My biggest thing though that I was going to say was, I just think this whole like underdog story is silly. Like this narrative that you know that that they were an underdog. They've got. The the biggest payroll in the NBA. They've got four All Stars on the team. They had won three uh, titles previous to this in the past seven years. Uh, you know, yeah, they don't have KD anymore, but they won one without him. They won seventy three games without him. They're all healthy now, and they ended up exchanging KD for what ended up being Andrew Wiggins. You know, KD doing that sign and trade gave them D'Angelo Russell, which they were able to flip for. What turned out to be Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga, they've been they've been a very very good franchise as far as like drafting and developing and things like that. They've been a very fortunate franchise as well. Um, but I mean, kudos to him, kudos to him. So I think yeah. I think the underdog talk comes from the things everybody said said about them, and they remember I was I was there in Boston at the finals when they won. Uh, Boots on the ground, as Jerry would say. <laughs> and, like, you could tell they remembered, they heard, listened to, watched, read every negative thing that was said. Like, like if you told me they had pictures of negative tweets up about them in their locker room, I would believe it. Because that's the way it made, they made it seem like people said Steph couldn't lead a team by himself. People said Andrew Wiggins was a was a like last literally last year. People were saying Andrew Wiggins was a bust. Um, people said Clay couldn't come back from his injury. People said Draymond was washed. Um, there are a lot of people that were saying they shouldn't have tried to go young and stay with this current group. So I get the underdog talk. Everything you said, Brandon, was correct. Like I mean, they shouldn't be underdogs, but I I mean I get where it comes from because like there was a lot of negative talk. About said about them and like i said they for sure remembered absolutely and they i remember during the draft too they had picked seven and 14 and they were like all right they're obviously moving those for some win now player and they were like no we're gonna keep building 
for the future and you know with the present too with Jonathan Kaminga and then Moses Moody who I know didn't play a whole play a ton in the finals but uh, I mean still it just shows you and they they have James Wiseman coming back from injury next year like um, his number two pick a couple of years ago I, I think they did a pretty good job of like kind of bridging the gap in between you know okay this is like our future and then we're gotta we gotta try to keep Stephen Clay and Draymond happy right now I, I thought it was I thought it was cool because you know you see. You always see guys, everyone remembers Andre Iguodala wins the finals MVP over Steph. And, like, the the bench of, of those early Warriors teams was so good, too. Like, no matter how good Steph, Clay, and Draymond were, the bench was awesome. Andre Iguodala, uh, I remember Mo Spates was the bane of my existence for a while as a Thunder fan because he would just always hit shots. And you're like, what? Why is Mo Spates hitting shots? What is this? Um, but then to do it with, you know... Uh, a guy that looks like to be the uh, another splash bro in training, Jordan Poole, uh, and then Gary Payton Jr., a, a guy that I think everyone can kind of get behind, you know, uh, underdog guy himself, spent five years in the G League, like, and then coming in and playing big minutes he was and gonna apply effective minutes. to be the video a video coordinator for the Warriors really? before the season oh my goodness. Took, before he got his shot. Like, yeah. that's how close he was to not being an NBA champion. It's crazy. It was cool. I get... I, I get the uh, the disdain for the for the Warriors for sure, but I mean I I just thought they were the better I, I thought they were the better team. I, and like, I honestly don't far. I don't get why the Warriors are so hated. Like obviously, what? no. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen, 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 listen. They, I just step into another. Listen, you mean no, now, now, no. Period. Oh, okay. They did everything the right. They drafted all of their guys. They brought in a vet like Iguodala. They won a championship. Then they lost. Then they did what every champion is supposed to do. Go out and try to find the best player available to build another championship team. It just happened to be KD wanted to be there. And, I mean, I, as a as Daniel. a fan. Li, li, no, listen, Daniel listen, listen, Bell. wait, 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 listen. As a fan of basketball and as a fan of that seeing his team win championships, I have absolutely no problem with the, warrior, war, the Warriors going out and saying, KD, you want to play with us? Of course, come play with us. We, we're trying to win. We're in the business of winning championships. Let's put the best team Let's put the best team possible together, and let's go win a championship. And then that team broke up. Then they built themselves back up. So I, I do not get from the Warriors side. Like, yeah, you can hate KD, especially from as a Thunder fan, because you lost to them. Then he goes and joins them. So I get why you would hate KD. But the Warriors bringing in the best players, drafting, first of all, drafting, their whole core, then bringing in bets, then bringing in another great player to be a championship franchise. I, that makes no sense. Because if you're a Thunder fan, if the Thunder bring in Steph Curry, the Thunder bring in LeBron James, Thunder bring in Kobe Bryant back in the day, whoever, whoever they bring in, they bring in Giannis. You're gonna be you're gonna be excited because they're gonna be a championship team. So I, that's what I'm saying. I don't get the hate for the Warriors on that side because they did everything that, the right way and did everything they were supposed to do. What if, what if Steven Adams was was texting Steph Curry during the okay. Western Conference Finals? And as a Thunder fan. And then, and then as in the a parking thund- lot, like, as a Thunder fan and, and begging him to come as play a, with the As a Thunder fan, would you be happy that Steph Curry was here and you won two championships? I'm just saying, let's not no, 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 act no. like they're, like, blameless and fault. No, like, the Warriors aren't. They, in my opinion, they aren't. They did what they're supposed to do. First KD, of all, Draymond yes. Green, like, 
Like you, you can't, you cannot Why? argue Why? that Draymond Green is not an unlikable Dr- Draymond. Dude. Okay, yes, but Draymond is. A, I don't. Un- I don't. He's kind of like the him. face. Of, I mean, like, obviously Steph Curry's the face he's, of the franchise. But I've always like, done a complete one eighty on Draymond. But he's a guy I'm that starting to like him again Draymond, because of his podcast. Yeah, his podcast <laughs> and the stuff he says. Sometimes he says stuff, and you're like, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. <laughs> makes he, a ton of sense. He's a guy that you hate if he's on the other team, but oh, you yeah. love. If he's on your team, because yeah. he's bringing you that Yeah, but edge. he's not on my team. Exactly. Like, yes, not so, so, no, so, but I, but I, so I get hating Draymond as, as a singular person, but as the Warriors as a whole, it, it just makes no sense because they did, like, they didn't buy their championships, technically. I mean, they, they did, literally had the, the highest payroll in the but, history of the NBA which is, right which now. You're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. You're, you draft your guys. You pay them what they're deserved. And then Andrew Wiggins was a trade. They traded for him, who some, a lot of people called a bust. So that, I mean, that's was a negative. That was seen as a negative. And then, I mean, you paid. You got a great value in Gary Payton and Otto Porter, who played great minutes. Kevon Looney. So I mean, yeah, you have Draymond Clay and Steph making a lot of money because they they earn that money. And if the Thunder ever get to that point where they have three guys they're gonna they deserve that money, the Thunder can have a high payroll too. But I mean, having the highest payroll doesn't mean anything because, like I said, you don't win championships by being cheap. Go like you're and, and they're paying their guys. They didn't pay the Giannis to come play basketball with them. They, I mean, they paid, paid KD, the, and KD ended up becoming Andrew Wiggins. So I mean, like, but that's and again, Andrew Wiggins was seeing his butt. So I. I'm just saying they did everything that they were supposed to do. No, I, I can respect them, but I don't have to like them. <laughs> I, I, I respect what they do, but I like. I, I don't think that. Look, you know, there's obviously there's history with with the Thunder and Warriors, but you know, this is not an. I'm, most fans don't like one team that's becomes a dynasty and and wins a lot. Uh, the Patriots are hated uh, in the NFL. Alabama is hated when it comes to college football. I don't follow baseball. I don't know who's winning over there. Uh, but but there's a reason why these teams that, you know, and then there becomes like kind of a, a certain like cockiness with with the team and with the fans. And when then, then you have like players like Draymond Green, who's like an unlikable personality, like on, Go on beat the court and, and things like So there's like all these elements that come into Go it. It, it makes like, sense. It does not. It's, it's illog- illogical, as Spock would say. <laughs> it's like it, Star it, Trek. <laughs> I love it. We got we got all the references here. Like it just it just doesn't make sense. But enough about the Warriors. We can talk about the Celtics. Jason Tatum was a no show scoring. He did everything else great. He was a great facilitator, great defender. All the intangibles he brought. He just couldn't put the ball in the hole. Credit to Andrew Wiggins. Where do you guys see them going from here? I mean, the Celtics are ridiculously young. Like, yeah. I mean, Jason, T- like, it's so funny. Everybody's like dragging Jason Tatum right now. I'm like, the dude is 24 and just led his team to the NBA Finals and had a 2-1 lead against a, a team of four All Stars. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know why he's getting dragged so much. Like, what he's he's exceeding expectations. Jalen Brown's been great. I mean, Marcus Smart was Defensive Player of the Year. Al Horford continues to kind of defy. Uh, time and age, although, you know, at some point he's going to slow down. They'll have to figure something else out. Time Lord has been great. Like, I mean, that they're going to be around for a while. They're just ridiculously young. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I, I I think kudos to the Boston Celtics. I mean, I think it's tough. I, I think also 
both teams were fortunate, like, you know, as far as, like, teams they played and injuries. The Bucks, and, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the, huge difference. Like, like, do I think that the Celtics would have made it to the to the finals had everybody in the East been healthy? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, again, luck plays a part in, in finals trips and championships. But, uh, no, I don't. I think the Celtics have a bright future. Celtics will be fine. Daniel, I need you to forward that uh, tangent you went on about, you know, good teams, competing teams need to spend money uh, and send that to Brad Stevens. Because oh, no. That, uh, oh, hell no. Absolutely well, not. I know, true. You're, no. you're a Lakers fan. You're not going to not gonna. I want them to turn into the Kings. But, man, the thing that stuck out to me was, I mean, leading up to the finals, it was, you know, they had a great bench performance somewhere. The Celtics did. It was Derek White. Grant Williams hitting the seven threes in Game Seven. Peyton Pritchard coming in playing great minutes, and that just disappeared the last yep. two games of the finals. That, that was the difference. Disappeared, and difference. not only that, you had Jordan Poole and Gary Payton Jr. on on the other side, just yeah. you know, completely working that second unit. So that and guys, I know this wasn't the this wasn't the end all be all, but you know how much it hurt me watching the Defensive Player of the Year switch off of Steph Curry with yeah. the finals <laughs> on the line. Yeah. And let and keep Al letting Horford Al Horford switch on to him and get onto an island. I'm like, if you're the defense, play, if you're Marcus Smart, if that's Ime Udoka's call, if you're Marcus Smart, how are you like? No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm the only one that should be guarding Steph Curry. The get this our season's on like the NBA championship is on the line. I am not just going to give up and switch and get screened that easily uh, if if the game's on. I just that irked me. I know it wasn't the end all be all. That wasn't what lost them the game, but it just. As a basketball fan, it just it just hurt me. It hurt me to watch. I think the most important thing for the Celtics, the players, need to realize is they can't get complacent. Like they can't think just because they're young, they're gonna get there right. again. Like KD and Russ only made, and Harden only made it to one championship, and KD or Russ hasn't been back since. Harden hasn't been back since. So KD. Luckily, went to the Warriors and got back. But it took LeBron uh, going to Miami to get back to the finals. Like, it's not it's not easy, no matter what people say. Like, there are so many things that have to go well for your team to get back to the finals. And this is actually for um, for their front office also. You can't get complaints. You can't think this, this team made it to the finals, so we're going to be good next year. You have to – you didn't win. So you got to figure out how you got to upgrade this team. Like uh, Brandon said, they got to figure something about Al Horford because he's going to get old. Uh, I don't know. Like he looked like he was on steroids. I'm not. I'm not saying he was on steroids, but like he looked like he was. He took something to give him a lot more energy, and so they got to figure that out. They got to figure out that <laughs> bench. Like you have to bring a legit six man off the bench, and then they. I think they need a point guard. Like a market. Yeah, market smart is is good. But they need a like a, a Ricky Rubio or Rondo or somebody like that to run their offense because their half court offense was was abysmal. Like like the beginning of the game, uh, the game six, they were great playing inside out, weren't settling at all. Then it was like, oh, that's it. That's all we gotta do. And they stop they stop playing the right way, yeah. and they completely went away from that. So I think having a veteran point guard that actually knows how to run the offense. Would do that because Marcus, I think he, I think like his natural position is probably a two. 
because he, he played with Phil Forte in high school, came to OSU, played some shooting guard, a little bit of point, a little bit of point guard there. But I think it's it's really a shooting guard, and just that has to play point guard. So I think, and I don't know what they would do moving with the lineup moving forward if they do bring in a point guard. But they got they got to do something, or or maybe just run run a better offense. But they for sure need to fix that half court offense. Yeah, they got they got into a tendency sometimes to do the all right, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn with Tatum and Brown, and it just back to where they were playing. Yeah. In the beginning of the season, when Marcus Smart right. told them to pass the ball, yeah, 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 absolutely. So I, I don't know. I'm with you. I, I just the the bench was the was the difference. Well, and they had Steph Curry. Um, <laughs> the, the bench was a, a glaring weakness uh, for the Celtics in the finals, man. And I just, do you, man, I can't back, believe it. Back to the Warriors, real quick. Do you see their window is closed? Like no. is that the last championship that they are going to win? Possibly. I don't know. It, it, po- it possibly. You, okay. I, I could see them could winning you, yeah, another one. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I could see them winning another one. Brandon? Yeah, I mean, I could see them. I mean, they're getting older, yeah. and we'll see if they can keep all those guys. Their payroll is getting high, and Jordan Poole's going to need some money. And if they lose Jordan Poole, that's a big hit. And, you know, again, they were fortunate with, with some of the things that happened in the Western Conference with teams not being healthy. Uh, the Clippers going to be much yeah. much better yeah. next year. The Lakers will be better next year. Not <laughs> no, saying the Lakers. Not. They'll be better. <laughs> I'm not saying they'll be a championship Don't contender. Uh, they were fortunate with... Kendrick you know, Nunn like, will be healthy for the Lakers, so that's <laughs> the, the difference maker. <laughs> the Grizzlies are up and coming. The Pelicans. Uh, yeah, the, I yeah. Mean, there's, there's, there's lots of young and upcoming teams uh, in the West, including the Thunder. Uh, with with no, you really just try to sneak the thunder. <laughs> no, no, I'm, trying, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to seg back to to the thunder insider stuff. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm done talking about the Warriors and, and the Fox. You, really you really hate the Warriors, huh? What did they do to you? No, were, were you a Thunder fan before? Like you got into they robbed this a holiday, business? Daniel. They robbed a holiday from Oklahoma City fans. No, I'm just as a as a general. A general basketball fan, like you know, again, I, I go back to like you know, there's a disdain for for the Alabama Crimson Tide and, and New England Patriots and and Golden State Warriors are that team right now in the NBA. I I, I just it's been nonstop Warriors uh, for the last Desert, couple they, weeks. They deserve I, I'm, it. I'm good. They're champs. I'm good. They are champs. If the Thunder are ever in this position, it's going to be nonstop Thunder. Like it. That's. I mean, that just comes with the territory. I'm just playing. I, I get it. Like at the Celtics, if I had to be in Boston and watch the Celtics win a championship, I I would have been. I would have been so miserable. So I, I definitely. <laughs> I, I, I'm just. I get where you're coming from. Um, but I'm gonna get back into the NBA or the Thunder trade to, or Thunder draft talk and some trade talk when we come back. Uh, this is the Thunder Insider Show on 1077 The Franchise. Welcome back. Thunder Insider Show, Daniel Bell, Matt Burton, Brandon Raybar, featuring Young Jeezy, Jay-Z. <laughs> I was thinking, this is probably, like, if we had a three-on-three tournament and us three played on the same team, like, yeah. it'd be unfair. Would be. Are, are you trying to trade out Jerry Ramsey for, for Matt Burton right now? 
I'm I'm in on this. If, if we can make trades, <laughs> it's like it's it's like, do you want Kevin Durant or Harrison Barnes? Like, one of those. <laughs> wow, calling Jerry Harrison Barnes is a uh, big yes, compliment yes, to Jerry. That's like, very true. Like, That's Jerry's very true. Yeah. Got to be excited about Jerry's that most spates. Like I talked about, <laughs> Jerry's most. That's still too good. Yeah. <laughs> so are, are you gonna are you gonna ditch us though if we if we lose like in the finals? Some other team is, is calling me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, no, no. I would, I would stick with you. No, I want to be. Daniel'd I want to be, like, be with you guys my Matt, entire career. Uh, Daniel, like, I understand why Matt did it. It makes sense. It was just a good basketball move. It good was. On him. Yeah, he didn't I want to be with you guys my entire career. <laughs> All right, but uh, the, back into Thunder talk. Um, they made a trade, second trade of the off season. It's very weird that teams out of the playoffs can make trades, but teams still playing. It is and weird. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, what if the Warriors but, wanted yeah. Christian Wood? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For like a late first round pick. Right? <laughs> yeah, they they oh, can't get him because yep. they ended up winning a championship. <laughs> right. Like, they're getting punished for being good. Right. But they did trade the 30th pick for Jermichael Green and a... Is it a future, it's a future first round pick? Right? Yeah, 2027 yeah. Yeah, Nuggets uh, pick. Do you know the projections on that, Brandon? I could not find them. Nobody knows. Yes, I don't yeah. know if Woj knows yet. Uh, it hasn't been reported yet. Now, some people think that it might be because, you know, it's kind of still in the works and maybe they're going to expand it on draft, draft night. Maybe yeah, it can't be completed until draft night. Right. So, yeah, it right. Makes sense. And so there's, you know, the probably, we probably won't find out more details until draft night, but. Uh, I think it's a great trade, though, because you're taking what was going to be the worst pick in the first round, and you're trading it for something that's going to be better than the worst pick. Right. I mean, like, unless the Nuggets are the Just best team are, in the yeah, NBA in 2027, you know, you're even if you get, like, pick 20, 10 spots up, that's a much improved draft pick. Plus, that gives you an asset down the line. You're kicking the can down yep. the road, uh, and you get Jamichael Green, who... Is only being paid eight point two million dollars. Uh, that's nothing for the Thunder that has so much cap space. And he's a he's a rotation guy. Like this was his worst year. But if you look at him throughout his history, he's been a, a solid defender. He shoots thirty seven percent from three. He's an efficient player. Besides this past year, uh, I would not be surprised at all if he goes like the Chris Paul slash Al Horford route. Uh, obviously. Yeah, he's to, to an extent, like he's not that good. Right, right. Yeah, that's right, what I was right, going right. to say. He's not, you know, the ceiling of the, he's not as good as those guys, but going from being washed and like, you know, whatever, a throwaway dump in a trade to having some value. I wouldn't be surprised if the Thunder get like a second round pick for so you, Michael Green down the road or so something you, like that. You think he plays this season or a little bit for the Thunder this season or this upcoming season? It's going to be one of two things. I think that either they're going to use him. And a trade is like salary filler. Maybe some team wants him. I think that he's considered a, a guy that would be a rotation player on a lot of teams. So maybe some team wants him. He could be salary filler. Or he's going to play and the Thunder kind of trying to rehab his value and see what they can get for him at the trade deadline. Um, I, he's definitely not, I think, going to be a guy that comes to OKC and just like doesn't play. I, I think yeah. that it's going to be one of the two things. Either he's immediately traded again or he's going to play. Uh, tinfoil hat on. Draft's getting expanded on draft night, or the draft, the trade. Sorry, is getting expanded on draft night. That's my that's my tinfoil hat. I'm still believing it. it because, like you said, we don't know any other details of, of any of the. Pick. We're just like, okay, yeah, it's a 2027 first. No protections. Nothing. Like what? What is what is happening? Um, I just. I feel like Sam Presley likes to do this too. Like it likes to expand stuff. Was it the Al Horford deal? 
that got expanded on on draft night with Teo and all that. I can't remember. I, I remember the Stephen Adams deal just kept getting bigger and bigger. Right, like right, things yeah. just kept getting like added a, and added. There was yeah. a couple. You know, he was like on a heater there. Right. For there's that one <laughs> yeah. off season where it was just like boom trade. Yep. Oh, and this got added. Oh, they're getting these things too. And then oh, yep. this team is involved. Uh, and like oh, now it's a foursome. Like yeah, I mean, like there's all these teams right. involved. Uh, so no, that wouldn't be surprising at all. Plus, look, Jamichael Green's contract. The Thunder didn't really have any contracts that kind of mid-size contract that you need as like salary filler um, in certain trades. If you yep. want to make sure, the only one they really had was Derek Favors at ten million. Now you have another one at eight million. But Jamichael Green is right now a better player than yes. Derek Favors yes. and yes. more valuable. There are teams that would want him. Uh, so no, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if if that trade gets expanded. So, sure. so you don't see this as anything being more than not wanting to spend that guaranteed roster spot on the thirtieth pick. Oh, that's that's another yeah, yeah that's yeah, another yeah. bonus part of the deal because there's already a roster crunch. The Thunder only have so many roster spots, and the thirtieth pick is a guaranteed contract. Yep. So you got to let go of a guy that maybe you don't want to let go. So that you know the whole kicking the can down the road. Why pick at thirty this year? You have a roster crunch when you can pick at who knows how much higher. Five years later, you get another asset down then. Uh, and and you don't have to worry about the roster crunch. And you're probably getting a guy at 34 too that you think that you probably evaluate around the same area as the 30 pick, anyways, too. Exactly. Which they've they've done. Teo Maladon, uh, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, like they love that kind of first, like first of the second round picks. Right. They so currently they have 15 guys on the roster, 16 actually with Jamichael Green. They can only have 15. So. Who are the guys that you guys see going out for? I mean, because I mean, Bye, Jerome, bye. <laughs> he's out. Well, I think he's got a team option. I think so. I wrote down: Muscala has a team option at three point five million. Kenrich is not guaranteed at two million. I don't think it becomes guaranteed until October. They're Roby, both guys team option one point nine. Teo non guaranteed at one point nine. I think that becomes guaranteed uh, in like July or something like that. Beat non guaranteed at one point five. And then they have the Dort extension uh, coming up. So, out of all those guys, who's gone? Um, you, you mentioned Ty Jerome, who is 4.2. 4. 2, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, which 3.5 of it is guaranteed. Uh, look, there's, there's a few guys who are untouchable. Obviously, SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort. You know, if he's not traded, hopefully he's not. He's he's still going to be here. Then, like, Trey Mann, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, or, sorry, Aaron Wiggins. Uh, there's been a lot of Andrew Wiggins talk <laughs> right, lately. Right. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, like all the rookies from last year. Uh, those guys are sticking around, without a doubt. Kenrich Williams and Mike Muscala are going to be here unless they're traded. Uh, the, the only guys I really see as a possibility, Poku is staying, uh, Darius Baisley is staying, uh, all the guys that they consider upside. I would say the only ones that, you know, possibly if they need to, to waive guys, the candidates would probably be Teo, uh, V, Ty Jerome, you know, guys without the upside, the youth, uh, those guys would be the ones that that you would consider, right? Teo uh, has no upside. It's not that Jesus. he doesn't. Have, he, he <laughs> does. You're the most positive person I know. And I'm, you're saying Teo not as much upside, upside as the others. I mean, like he does have upside and he shows flashes. But if you're comparing his upside to like Darius Baisley, or if you're comparing his upside to, you know, 
Aaron Wiggins, things like that. I don't think his upside is as high as those guys. If you have to make a decision, I'm not saying they want to let go of Teo Maladon, yeah. but if you have to, you know, decide between guys, he might be one. No, I think I for sure think Roby is gone. Uh, yeah, um, the, the writing was on the wall when they weren't playing him at the uh, during the season period, and then they started playing him at the end. I think that right. that showed that yeah, you're you're out of your out of here, buddy. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but then he played so well. Like, I agree with you. It seemed like, you know, because he wasn't getting minutes. But then when he played, you know, like, if you look at his numbers from last year, he was one of the Thunder's best players. He was the leading three-point shooter. He shot, like, 44% from three or something ridiculous. Like, he looks like a, a player. I don't know. He's, he's no, a mystery I, I, to me. I agree. Like, yeah, he – I thought – if you remember, Brandon, before the season. Oh, I remember. Uh, yeah, I said he was going to be the Thunders, as I say, third or fourth best you player. You said second. because <laughs> No, I did not say second. I, I didn't say, I know I didn't say second because I said, I knew, well, we I need, thought Lou Dort. We need to review the second. I, I think that, it was third. You think it was third? Okay. I think it may, it, it, maybe I went really wild and said second, but the I'm only, pretty sure it was third. The only reason I say this because I remember we were supposed to make bold predictions, and, and I said that Josh Kitty was going to be the Thunders number two best player yes, did say that. of the season. You guys thought I was cray-cray. I did. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's why in my memory you followed that up with you thought Isaiah Roby would be the number two best player. But I could be wrong. <laughs> I, th- I mean, maybe I said two, but I thought I said three. I knew. I thought he was going to be definitely one of the better players on Thunder. You didn't end and, up being that far off, though. <laughs> true. <laughs> when you look at the advanced <laughs> numbers. But uh, he just didn't play, so. I yeah. think he's gone. Um, Ty Jerome, I think he gives value, brings value to another team. Um, and, I mean, you already have a guard log jam, and you're going to draft potentially one more at least, it seems like. So he's probably gone. Teo, gone. I think Beat is probably going to get downgraded maybe to a two-way contract. I don't even know if they can do that. But Beat is probably on his way out. too Because you have to make – what is that? Sixteen spots. You have, and then you're going to be drafting two guaranteed spots. Yeah. So that's eighteen. So you have to cut three guys, basically. or 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 they'll be traded. Three, yeah, like, or trade. Like, yeah, or trade. They may three not guys. be cut. And and some of those guys may end up staying on the team. I think the Thunder's high on on most of these guys. Like as far as like the youth and development, and want to see where they go. But yeah, they're going to have to make some moves. But you know, if they end up making a trade or two, they'll probably have to package some of those guys. And so, so they might not be cut or waived, is what I'm saying. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I mean, a, a guy that I can see being traded that lo- wants to retire here is Kenrich Williams. I think he is a win now guy, and I think he brings a lot of value to a lot of contenders. Like just talking about the uh, Celtic bench disappearing, he's on the Celtic bench. That might be a difference. Like that's how good Kenrich is. That's, yeah. Like he brings all the extra stuff that the stars don't want to do and or too tired to do because they're carrying the team like and he like i think he could just be so much by like the heat the bucks the lakers please trade for kenrich williams like like there's so much value that he brings so i think that he could potentially be out and the thunder will probably want a a top three pick for him though <laughs> Look, Kendrick Williams would help every single playoff team. There is yeah. not a team in the league that Kendrick Williams would not help. The Thunder is so much better with Kendrick Williams on the court. Uh, you know, you could argue that right now he's like their fourth best player. He probably is. Like after SGA, Josh Giddy, and Lou Dort, 
Kenrich Owens is probably their next best player. He's that good. Uh, he's just what he does goes under the radar, but he's so good defensively. He does all the little things. Uh, but the Thunder very much value guys that say they want to retire here and that are great for the culture. He's really respected in the locker room. All the players look up to him. You know, the Thunder want to keep him, but, you know, there's obviously... Hey, somebody's offering a top yeah, three pick. Yeah, <laughs> he's yep. gone. I mean, you know... <laughs> There's a price for everybody. If, if, if somebody's giving up too much value, the Thunder will trade him. But but their preference, I believe, definitely would be to keep Kenny Hustle. Look, we're probably done talking about the Thunder for, for right now. Coming up, next we're going to have a little fun and do a little NBA drafting of fictional basketball players, movies and TV, some cartoons maybe. I don't know if you guys want to go that route. But uh, – Gonna have just a little fun since the draft is coming up. See if who can put together the best team with fictional basketball, <laughs> fictional basketball players. This is the Thunder Insider Show on 107.7 The Franchise. One of my favorite Kanye songs. One of the better ones. It's like his last good song, right? Okay, you gotta chill. You gotta chill. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Thunder Insider Show. Um, new name coming soon, hopefully. Uh, I'm Daniel Bell, Matt Burton, Brandon Raybar. Best coverage in Thunder Media. You're not gonna get any better coverage than what we bring you guys. Um, gonna be getting back into the draft talk, but first we're gonna have a little fun with our a draft of our own and we're going to be drafting fictional basketball players gave the guys a list um probably i gotta give some rules first i yep. came up with rules saying that you can't draft anybody that actually played basketball so no jesus, jesus shuttlesworth no yeah. michael jordan in space jam right. no uh shack in uh, blue chips like no, no right. none of the characters John Sally play. Right. And Eddie. Yeah, yeah. and Eddie. Like, no. You have to, because those are actual basketball players. Like, if you're right. drafting Shaq from Blue Chips, seven-foot guy, No, like, nobody's going right. to be able to guard him. Of course. So, nobody like that. Draft order, since Brandon is the most positive person I know, we gave him the first pick. He's, I'm so upset about this, too. <laughs> <laughs> you're upset? He got the, you guys, you have a coin? You can flip for it. Well, no, we're good. We're good. No. You can take it. No, you can take it. I appreciate that. This is great because I, w- I literally told at, at the break, I was like, I've got one that's not on the on the list. And then you, you shared your notes, and Brandon starts typing down the exact person that I was going to say. <laughs> what are the chances? That, the chances are crazy. That's insane. No, but you you got it. What's even funnier is I didn't know our notes were shared. I thought it was just my own right. phone. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sharing. Your, I thought I like, pre- down like, Matt is an idiot. <laughs> He's like, an idiot. Yeah, I hate him. Yeah. Hopefully Sam Presley doesn't do that on Thursday. But yeah. Brandon, first pick, go see you. Okay, I. You know what though? You know what though? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go with. It. I thought take I could. It, I thought it, I could it. get this guy in the second round. Okay, I was gonna and take so him. I'm oh wait, gonna, first, 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 we're gonna draft five I, guys and a six man. Okay, because okay. I didn't lot. think anybody would think of him, but right. but I took your guy. So no, I'm gonna good. stick with my original first first overall pick. I'm not gonna choose him. I'll let you take him. I'm gonna choose Scott Howard from Teen Wolf. <laughs> I love Dude, it. He's unstoppable. Like if we're I love talking it. about, he's like, so good. He's not. He's literally not human. I mean, right. 
Who's gonna Who's gonna stop Scott Howard, Teen Wolf? Just uh, hope it's not a bull moon up. that night. I'm gonna keep up with this. First overall pick, Teen Wolf. Gotcha. Um, all right, I am gonna take the pick that we both thought of first. Uh, I'm taking Elliot Richards from the movie <laughs> Bedazzled, where he asks Elizabeth Hurley, who is the devil. Uh, that is that is his one wish to be a, one of his wishes to be you know great athlete, basketball player. And uh, he's seven feet tall, so I got size. I got size. He's seven feet tall. Uh, I believe the graphic was the last game that he had. Uh, he had 100 points, uh, 45 rebounds, 37 steals. So good luck. I've got size, and I've got, you know, I mean, just a guy who can't be stopped. Maybe, Another guy who cannot be stopped. Maybe I do need to take Shaq from <laughs> <laughs> Blue Chips. I forgot about that one. That was, yep. That's a good pick. And Elizabeth, we talked about the real MVP is Elizabeth Hurley in that movie. Uh, she's the best. I am going to go with the best scorer on the list, Nathan Scott. Should have yep. been a Dookie. Yep. Uh, yes, One Tree Hill, best fictional basketball player I've ever in heard, my I've opinion. I've never heard of this He's, dude. He, he, I've never watched One Tree Hill. It's, it's he a, makes it to the NBA. He makes it to the yeah. league. It's a girl. It's the Bobcats like, it's, if, that shows, if that dates the show for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little girly show. He actually was drafted by the Sonics, I believe. Yeah, like yeah, he was drafted by the Sonics. Right. So I think he was a Sam Presti pick. Also, it was Presti pick. <laughs> wow, Brandon, you gotta love it. Yeah, but did he score a hundred points? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He shot free throws with his eyes closed. Right. And are we snaking? We're snaking. You get no, two picks. No, no, I'm, just. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, Daniel, I'm so. That, oh, I'm it's not you a snake the, draft. No, just go ahead. Oh wow. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, Billy. No, no, no. I'm gonna go with. Sydney Dean from White Man Can't Jump, my my favorite basketball movie of all time, and uh, I mean it's Wesley Snipes, right? The dude is pretty. the The dude is pretty uh, unstoppable. I mean, he's, he's the best. Billy Hoyle was better. I know it was close. That's why I went I went back and forth between the two. I'm hoping I can sneak. Billy Hoyle a little bit later. We'll see if you guys let me or not. Right. Their chemistry is off the charts. We'll see. <laughs> okay, so I have I have the work of uh, the devil on my team. Um, so I'm going to go with the work of of an angel. I'm going Antoine Tyler from The Sixth Man. Dang it. That's, that's yep. what I wanted. That was great, great. Thank you. Pick. Thank you. I appreciate that. He was he was awesome. He was going to be, you know, one of the top picks in the draft and unfortunate. Now, if you get Kenny Tyler later, this is a question. If you get Kenny Tyler later, do you get the ghost of Antoine helping him out as well? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so just Kenny. Okay. I got you. I got you. That's I, why I played it safe and went with Antoine. That, that's a great pick. I am going to go with probably the best high school or second best high school basketball player on the list. Will Smith from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air just passed the yep, wheel. Yep. Completely unstoppable. Not sure how you lose one game and you don't have a scholarship after that. But he could have made. He should have made it to the NBA. West Side of Philly. Yep. He's, so you know he's going to play hard. Give me, give me Will Smith. All right. I'm going to go. I can't believe you guys let Billy Hoyle fall to me. <laughs> yeah, I got Sidney Dean ahead. and Billy Hoyle. Are you kidding me with Teen Wolf? I mean, all my guys are like five foot seven, but they're going to stomp <laughs> right. you all. <laughs> guys, I can't believe this guy's also falling to me. I'm really dependent on, um, you know. Outside forces on my team being good, so I'm going Calvin Cambridge. Very small. <laughs> Speaking of Calvin Cambridge, this is his home. Right, exactly. Uh, played by at the time Lil Bow Wow. Let's <laughs> let's you know it's Lil Bow Wow at that time. It is not Bow Wow. 
But uh, yeah, I am definitely. Oh my goodness, my girlfriend just texted me a name that is on the list, but I'm not going. To, uh, he's <laughs> We're not gonna find out team. who that name is later. Oh, you can probably guess. <laughs> I am gonna go with. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie. I'm going with Shep from Above the Rim. Great veteran presence, gonna bring some toughness, uh, automatic jump shot to my team. Like this is, we're gonna be the best shooting team if anything. We're the the Splash Brothers. That's what we're gonna be. I can't believe you guys let let this Go person ahead. fall to me. I'm going with Lola Bunny, Space Jam. Oh Game. man, yep, yep. I mean, I mean, I, you guys are underrating how good. I mean, she was the second best player on a team that took down the Monstars. Monsters. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for her, like Michael Jordan was like, we we cannot win, and then he saw Lola, and he's like, okay, we're good. I got my Scottie Pippen. Come on, man. All right. I'm going to go with a guy who's done it in multiple leagues. I'm going Juana Man. <laughs> that that's interesting pick. Juana Man. <laughs> but he's actually he's actually an NBA player. He just, you know, he got kicked out of the league for a bit, so he had to that's go true. make it, you know. Since we all since you both pick women or ladies <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Uh, Equal opportunity. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna stick with the a woman. I'm going with so, Monica Wright from Loving basketball. basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was much yeah. better than her counterpart. Yep. <laughs> she she was. All right. Last starter, Brandon. Last starter. <laughs> Again, I, my team is really, really small, but I don't think it can be beat. Uh, I'm going to go with Airbud. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you took, pick two animals. <laughs> Yeah, I want to win. It's a dog. He gets buckets in high school. Do you know what his true he, efficiency, like his true shooting not, efficiency He's is? not getting that shot up over who are, Elliot yeah, Richards. Who are they going to guard? Who, no, no. Who is going to stop? He, he can dunk it any time he wants. No. Who's no. passing him the ball? He is the Michael Jordan so of canines. Because <laughs> there are not that many, though. <laughs> I, all right. Brandon loses. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let me see here. I am going to go. Uh, give me Clarence Withers of Semi-Pro. Also known as Coffee Black. Nice. Andre 3000 for those. Who Andre played by Andre 3000. Don't know. The great pick. Invented the. No, he didn't. The alley yeah, yeah. There you go. The alley Or he was the other part of the alley <laughs> right. yeah. Um, This one's tough. Have you guys seen Celtic Pride? Yeah, yes. yes. This guy was so good, fans had to, had to kidnap. kidnap him to to let the, to try to get the Celtics to win. Yep. So I am going to go with Lewis Scott, one of the better basketball movies. All right, six man, Brandon. My six man. Uh, <laughs> is this our final pick? This is. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with. I said earlier, White Man Can't Jump was my favorite basketball movie. But the greatest basketball movie of all time, from Thunderstruck. No, no way, <laughs> no way. From Thunderstruck. Now no, you said, hated Kevin Durant. I I'm thought not, this is, what I'm is not, this? I'm not choosing. No, Kevin I know. Durant. You're not I know choosing. That, but he's affiliated with. Him. He, he was. He wasn't the best player in that movie. I mean, he sucked in that movie. He was terrible. It was the kid that stole his powers. He's got the powers, Brian. I didn't even put his name on the list. He's got the powers of Kevin Durant. That's right. He is Kevin. Dur- you know, he is as talented as Kevin Durant. His name is Brian. 
And I know he's not going to ditch my team because he's born and bred in Oklahoma, that so he's not going to leave this team. Complete, he's stay loyal. Complete homer pick. <laughs> I, hate for, I hate you for that. <laughs> Brian, Brian from Thunderstruck. Brian from Thunderstruck. Oh man, I think it's it's pretty fitting that I'm going to I'm going I'm going with a, a relative of a guy that's on my team already. I'm going Kenny Tyler as my sixth man. He was in the movie Sixth Man. I think it's pretty I think it's pretty fitting. Yeah. And yes. I love Marlon Wayans. Brothers. I love Marlon Wayans. I got some I got some chemistry already built into this team. Whew, this is this one's tough. He's gonna go from Jamal Wallace from finding Forrester. He didn't have a good uh he didn't have a good combine. So <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with Jim Halpert. From the yes, office. I love it. I, he I love was it. so close to to being my my final pick. That's a great that's Jimmy a great Buckets, choice. the real Jim, the first Jimmy first Buckets, Jimmy Buckets. <laughs> the the original, um, not to be duplicated. He's <laughs> tough too. He can take an elbow to the mouth and keep playing. Yeah, physical player. Yes. My Gr- girlfriend texted me. She's she wanted uh, Troy Bolton from high school. <laughs> school. She wanted me to draft him. That'd been a wasted pick, babe. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's got a negative wingspan. I think it's not you know. It's not going to work out. Um, what's his name? Zach Efron from yeah, yeah. from uh, High School Musical or Seventeen again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could have gone with either exactly. one. Exactly. He could have gone with Monix, Brandon. And from, Monix, yeah, some from veteran point guard play or from uh, for, or Billy Hoyle from. I, I have Billy Hoyle. No, I'm saying like you could have gone either one. John oh. Tucker from John Tucker Must Die. Pretty good. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, that was, yeah, a, that's, that's, that was a good one. No, I, I love my team. So Brandon's team I, I'm is a, I'm in love. Teen it. Wolf, yep, um, Sydney Dean, Billy Hoyle, Lola Bunny, Airbud, and Brian from from Brian Brian from Thunder Brian from Accounting, basically. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> then Matt's team is Elliot Richards, yep, Antoine Tyler, Calvin Cambridge, Joanna Man. I don't even remember his real name in the movie. I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I will take him as Juwan Man though, because same same person playing. Clarence from uh, from from semi pro, semi yep. And then Kenny Tyler from the Six Man, the Six Man as my Six Man. I have Nathan Scott from One Tree Hill, Will Smith from Fresh Prince, Shep from Above the Rim, Monica Wright from Love and Basketball, Lewis Scott. Celtic Pride and Jimmy Buckets, Jim Halpert. I think my team wins. No, us no, and four. I'm sorry, us and four. I'm sorry, no, it's us and us and three here uh, over here, man. It's not even going to take four games. <laughs> I got. Bush. I lucked out because Brandon didn't take my first pick. I, I lucked out because Brandon I showed for, mercy. I, I completely forgot he about that. He showed mercy. Yes. Yeah, I, I legitimately pick. think that the the best players in this draft, like as far as like ability go, are Teen Wolf and Elliot Richards. I think so too. I mean, like, so you, you can't stop those guys. I disagree. I'm telling you, <laughs> Airbud, Lola Bunny. My whole team was like five seven and below. <laughs> yes, who are they gonna guard? No one. That's good. It's gonna be like the the KD Warriors versus the Steve Nash Suns. This is nonstop offense. This is actually the Steve Nash Suns. I mean, the KD Warriors play some defense, so can't be like that. Have, Which, you, ever, have you ever watched Team Wolf? Yeah. Okay. He's right, not, not playing defense. I'm not guarding anybody. <laughs> Have you ever scored on a werewolf? <laughs> That's what I thought. Jerry don't count. <laughs> 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 that's that's yeah. old man wolf. That's yeah. like senior citizen wolf. That's not teen wolf. You said your favorite basketball show was I mean basketball movie was White Man Can't Jump? Yeah. 
What's yours, Brandon? I mean, Matt. Uh, uh, man, there's... I liked Hoosiers a lot growing up. I disgusting. did. Disgusting. I know, I know. I know it's disgusting. But there's just not... I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot that do, you know, basketball a whole lot of justice. Like, everyone's like, Coach Carter, oh, I... I messed up my pick. I wanted to pick Ty Crane so bad from Coach Carter, man. <laughs> that I didn't. It's okay. It's over. We're good. We're people, good. People from the Bay hate that, or Richmond, what the area that yeah. area. They hate that movie. Like I didn't like Coach Carter because, man, I felt like my coach in middle school. He watched Coach Carter one too many times because that's all we did was run at our practices. We didn't. We didn't really practice that much. We just ran <laughs> all the time. Ran suicides. Ran. You know, just just up and downs, uh, and, and then even sidelines too. Like we would just run. He was like. He even quoted Coach Carter, I think. He was like, "This is you're, you're going to be the fittest team. Jerry is listening, and he says, Jimmy Chitwood being undrafted is criminal. Nobody cares about Hoosiers, oh, Jerry. Come on now. D- it, disgusting. He, no. ju- he literally just said Hoosiers is his favorite yeah. basketball team. Yeah, no, it's, I, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> I just I'm, didn't draft him. Just, you know. it, the movie sucks. This is one of the worst movies. Like That and Rudy are two of the worst sports movies of all time. But mine, Rudy's not great. <laughs> mine... A favorite basketball movie is He Got Game. Love me some Jesus Shuttle. Oh, yeah. Shuttle. I mean, that's that's a great movie. The recruiting yeah. trip alone, man. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah. He Got Game is probably up there for me, too. But Scott just for, growing up, I like Hoosiers. Scott from Mayor on Twitch says, Honorable mention, Dr. J from The Fish That Say Pittsburgh. I have never even oh, heard of that movie. No, no idea. But I, I, no, like, I know that I haven't seen the movie, but I have heard of the movie, and it's it's supposed to be a good movie gotta watch it if it's a basketball movie and dr j's in it so i gotta watch it but that was a fun drive that was That's good it. that was awesome i, I think yeah. my team wins and uh, four. Yeah. brandon your team's not making the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> your, your team is rebuilding pure basketball. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to put like a poll up or something like that i'm telling you my team would dominate you, you have the put it in the notes Twitter following brandon yeah, tw- yeah. so Put the poll up. Let's see. And then we can talk. We're doing a Twitch or not Twitch, uh, Spaces tonight. Me, Brandon, and Jerry, the old man game, doing the Spaces tonight around 8-ish or 9-ish. Uh, you guys can listen. So, Brandon, you should put that up and see what the followers say. And we can talk about it on Spaces. Because Jerry also had a team that he drafted. And we can see which team, how, how they match up against each other. Like I said, mine wins. Jerry. But this is the Thunder Insider Show. When we come back, going to wrap the show up, talk about Thunder uh, drafting. Draft's coming up in a few days. So going to be talking about that, wrapping the show up, and getting you guys out of here. Like I said, Thunder Insider Show on 107.7 The French. I probably shouldn't have played this. Almost started rapping. Y'all would have got a would have got a nice show. I can. Can you guys? Can, is there songs that you can just like sing or rap, like not without the beat? Just know, just know the words word for word. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. <laughs> yes. That was good. That was good. Hey, thank you. It's pretty good. <laughs> this is the Thunder Insider Show. Daniel Bell, Matt Burton, Brandon Raybar. Going to be giving you guys a lot of great, great coverage coming up with the drive. Got Brandon and myself cover the drive more than a lot of people around. So we know pretty much everything about these players. Matt Burton does the All 82 podcast. He knows a lot about basketball, and he has unlimited range. Then we got Jerry 
Christine, uh, not Brandon, <laughs> um, Chisholm, Ryan. Like this is gonna be this is gonna be a great week coming up for Thunder coverage. Thunder draft show is gonna be coming up on Thursday at Twin Peaks, starting at three with Chisholm and Ryan. We're gonna get you going until the six o'clock hour before the Thunder pregame or the the NBA draft pregame show. Then I don't I don't even know who's gonna be taking over. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be some combination of all of us at right. some point. And then we have Spaces coming up tonight with me, Brandon, and Jerry. We have All 82 Podcasts with Matt Burton. Christine's doing her work on the website. Like this, we give the best coverage. Bar For sure. Bar if you're, and if you're, if you're missing this show, if you're just tuning into this show and missed a bunch of it, missed the draft, all that stuff, this is going to be posted on OKC82 uh, as well. That I'm um, so sorry. I was calling it all eighty-two. No, we're good. We're good. You yeah, should have no stopped worries. me correcting. No we're good, man. We're good. <laughs> My bad. OKC eighty-two. That is what the podcast is called. Not all eighty-two. Wow. I just really can't we're good. We're good. But um, getting back into the draft, Thunder also have the thirty-fourth pick. Any love for anybody there? I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, I've done countless hours of research on like the top. 20, 25 players. I've done a lot of research on guys that I, you know, most mocks, big boards have ranked from like 25 to 50 just to cover myself at 34, but I'm not really in love with any of those guys. Obviously, when you get to that point, you're looking at a lot of guys that, you know, there's there's a reason why they're, they're second rounders. That said, the Thunder have had a lot of uh, success drafting in the second round. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Aaron Wiggins last year. Uh, Isaiah Roby, they didn't draft him, but with the trade for him, he was a second rounder. Obviously, Lou Dort went undrafted. So there's going to be some gems in that area. If I had to choose like some guys that I like, I like I like Christian Coloco. Um, I like Ishmael Kamagate, mostly because he's got a great name. <laughs> if Patrick Baldwin Jr. were to fall to 34, which is possible. Like, the upside is great. Uh, you know, maybe like a Wendell Moore if he's there. Christian Brown. Uh, you know, those guys. Uh, Dale and Terry would be amazing, but he seems to be working his way up. He's probably more of a, a mid-20s, high-20s pick now. But I, I think that the Thunder probably have targets in that area it was very obvious jeremiah robinson earl was their guy last year they were afraid they were going to lose him so they they traded two picks to move up two spots just to get him and and obviously now that looks like a good move they had some intel he was going to get picked one spot before him so they wanted to make sure they got their guy i imagine sam presti has a couple guys circled at that 34 spot year this year uh with the same idea they're targeting some guys they want some guys yeah, I like uh, I like the Bryce McGowan's kid out of Nebraska. Um, I'm not sure where he's getting getting mocked right now, but if he's there at 34, I, I like him. I'd like to take a swing on him. Uh, Christian Coloco is my number one. If if he's there at 34, I'd love to have him uh, add some size there. And then Patrick Baldwin Jr. You, uh, I think I think he's like the can like the Zaire Williams candidate of this year, where like some team just drafts him way too early, just. Um, but it might it might work out like Zaire because he played a dangerous game where he went to go play for his dad at a small school uh, at Wisconsin Milwaukee or, what, or wherever it was and if you don't if you if you're one of the top players in your recruiting class and you go to that small I, I think there's a kid named CJ Ziegler that that did that um, Ray McCallum did that went to go play for his dad at Detroit uh, and if you go there and you don't dominate. 
there's going to be a ton of questions. Right. ton of questions. Like, he battled some injuries and then just didn't look good. I think only shot, like, 29% from three. Like, it's just... But I do think, like, 6'10", and, you know, everything that he has going on, all the skills that he has, he's like a, he's like a great value Michael Porter. I think, like, he's a great value brand Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> um, and so I think... I think he's the one that's going to get drafted. Like it's going to be like pick seventeen. And it's like Patrick Baldwin Jr. and we're like, oh wow, like okay, all right. Some team always gambles on the upside. It'll yeah. be the same thing with Jaden Hardy. I think Jaden Hardy is going to be a better player and probably pick a little bit higher. But it's kind of the same thing with him. He was touted as a top five guy before the season started. Now right. you see him all the way down at like twenty five ish. Yeah, and someone's going to take a swing. Yeah, somebody will take a swing before that. I like a guys that are projected to go lower like in the probably 40s, mid-40s area. But I like um, Hugo Besson. I don't know if I'm saying that right. He's from France, so I'm probably sure. That's a fun name to say. That's a fun name. I watched him shoot at the Combine, and he he has a strap, like, and he has a really nice release. So I I like him. Um, Keon Ellis, uh, I like him. Peyton Watson from UCLA, I like him. But then a guy that I'm really high on is Walker Kessler. Like, if they don't get a big or like legit center in any of those other spots. I really like Walker Kess. Like his, he needs to get quicker feet, but, and he probably needs to get a shot, some type of jump shot. At least he shot a little bit at Auburn, but it wasn't enough on the, to do on the NBA levels. But that's a guy that I really like him next to a, he looked really good next to Jabari. And so him next to a potentially Jabari, um, um, I just forgot the other two guys in chat. Chet and Paolo. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the two guys. But, yes, him next to those guys I think will be a really good fit. I, I do I do think at 34, Walker Kessler is a, is a good, you know, why not roll the dice just because of his possible rim protection, uh, you know, if that carried over. That usually translates. He was so good in the college game with his rim protection. One other guy that I forgot to mention that actually might be my favorite after studying a lot last night because he's been kind of making the rounds on social media is uh, Gabriel Proshita yeah. from Italy. Oh, he looked he looked fantastic also at the combine. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I watched his combine uh, video and and some some other footage. He's he's got a great looking shot. He I think he can be a good scorer and he's he's like six eight. So he's a small forward slash shooting guard. He's he's solid. The Thunder like their plus they could stash him. Uh, yeah. Overseas, they don't. They don't have to bring him over and give him a roster spot right now if they don't so, want to. So funny story, I talked to him at the combine. Like it, he's like the second person I talked to. We couldn't understand each other, so I just tra- <laughs> I just trashed the video. <laughs> like he couldn't understand my questions. I couldn't understand what he was saying. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to put this out. Like there's there's really no reason to to make either one of us look bad. That's fantastic. But speaking of the draft. Uh, Sam Presti, not really full of surprises. I mean, I know they're kind of quote unquote reaches for guys. Is there anything that the he and Thunder can do that would surprise you guys on draft night? I, I think the talk of Jaden Ivey look, Matt and I were talking off air. Jaden Ivey isn't a supreme talent. And I I completely think the Thunder still just want to add talent. It doesn't really matter if you're a guard or not. Uh, you know, obviously they probably prefer a big, but if Sam Presti has Jaden Ivey as the highest player on his board, they should take him. Now, what would surprise me is if they took him at two. 
if you want Jay and Ivy, I think that you need to trade down to four. Let the Kings come up and pick uh, Chet, Paulo, or or Jabari, whoever they want, because you can squeeze more value out of it. You can get your guy, Jaden Ivey. There's been a lot of smoke about him uh, to OKC. You can get him. You know, he's kind of like John Morantish. Like, putting yeah. a guy like that next to SGA and Giddy and having that be, like, your backcourt would be so much fun. Having them play at the 1-2-3, then maybe door off the bench. Uh, with Trey Mann, that would be a great bench back. I'm just, I'm just like spitballing here. Like if if the Jaden Ivy thing were to happen, it would surprise me though if they took him at two. Uh, now if they traded down to four, got like the Kings like 2023 draft yeah. pick as well. I mean that would be incredible value. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Thunder will end up picking either Chet Jabari or Paulo. Uh, it would be surprising, but I would get it. Yeah, I don't understand. I, I, I uh, yeah, taking Jaden Ivy at two, it would surprise me. It would be an initial shock for sure. But man, I've questioned Presty too many times in the, in the uh, you know at the top of the draft. So if he thinks that's the guy and he right. deserves to be the second pick, I, who am I to second guess that? I'd be like, all right, initial shock, and then like, well, that's Presty's guy. He had to get him there, so let's let's roll, let's ride. Um, that the uh, this isn't so much the talk anymore, but. To trade down to four and then maybe take Shaden Sharp there, that was a little yeah. that that was a little bit much for me. I would have been like, nah, I don't don't see that. I'd rather just have Jaden Ivey and call it a day if you're gonna trade down to four. Um so either one of those two. That would be shocking to me. But that's the thing. They've given themselves enough ammo, they have cap space, they can go a million different directions, and I don't think any of it would surprise me. Yeah, Shaden Sharp, if they want him now, like there, there's a world where he could fall to twelve if you like. You're following like mm-hmm. the buzz and and rumors that you know he's he's underwhelmed at workouts and and hasn't impressed in interviews and things like that. And, and if you look at the teams that have worked him out and the ones that haven't, like the Knicks and Wizards picking at ten and eleven, they haven't even worked him out. Uh, you know, so if he starts falling, it's possible he could fall to twelve. It's possible AJ Griffin could fall to twelve. Like there could be a really good player, or if they really, really want to make sure they get him, they can move up. But yeah, I, I absolutely don't see any. You know, there because right. you're right. At, at some point, there was talk of Shaden Sharp being a top four guy, but I, I don't think that's that's yeah. a possibility anymore. The thing that would surprise me is if the Thunder trade back from twelve to mid lottery or late lottery to late teens, like. They do that. I'm just like, what in the world are you guys right. trying to do this year? Like, I mean, I actually, it probably is a good sign that they don't want to win. But I think that would be the biggest thing is trading back instead of trading up like everybody has talked about. Which I guess doing the opposite of what everybody talks about, it would be on par for Sam Presti. For sure, there, we, <laughs> there, there is that. Um, who's your guys' favorite player in the draft? And you can't say Ben Matherin. Matt. Okay. And Brandon, I don't even know who your favorite player is, but you, I'm, I'm going to say you can't say Jay Knight because I've seen you talk about him a lot. Can't say Shaden Sharp. I've seen you talk about him a lot. <laughs> or um, the kid from Australia uh, that played with Ignite. Oh, uh, Dyson Daniels. Dyson Daniels, yeah. So you, say, you want me to name yes. my favorite player, but I can't name my, my top three <laughs> yeah, or four favorite yeah, players? Yeah. <laughs> so who's your favorite player besides who's your, your fifth top favorite player, favorite Brandon? Player. Your fifth favorite. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'll start. With, I'll go with mine first. Yeah, yeah. Give you guys go. some time. Mine is Mark Williams. My oh. uh, my favorite is Ben oh, Matherin. Oh, surprise! But, Duke but, player. Well, my, no, my is favorite you? is Ben Matherin, not okay. Duke. There you go, Brandon. Okay. But I love Mark Williams. Like the jump he took from his freshman year to sure, sophomore yeah. year, the rim protection, uh, the strength. 
I, that, I think that kid has future all NBA, all in, all defense potential. Uh, I, I think I think the sky's limit for him. I, yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. pick Mark Williams. Now. Okay, I can't play, can't pick Mark Williams. I, I do love Mark Williams. I think. Uh, I mean, with his measurables too, like at the combine, yeah, in seven two yeah. and nine foot nine inch standing reach, like seven seven or seven six wingspan, something like that. Like it's measurables off the charts, charts and. Dude, he runs the floor like a deer. Like, I mean, he he runs the floor so well for a big man. Um, great hands, but, uh, great hands, and elite shot blocker. So, uh, I would love to pick Mark Williams. I can't. Uh, some a guy that I've seen that's kind of falling a little bit. At least whenever I looked at like Kevin O'Connor stuff and, and all that stuff. Johnny Davis. I don't get why Johnny Davis is falling. I love Johnny Davis. It's because of the uh, Taco Bell commercial. Right. Yeah. It makes me love him even more. You know, he's a guy after my own heart. You know, after you've had maybe a few too many at 2 a.m. on a Saturday, where where else can you go? You got to go to Taco Bell. Um, So, no, I I think I like Johnny Davis a lot. Like, Wisconsin, like, you're getting a guy that is a really good perimeter defender. And he was basically Wisconsin's offense. Yeah. Like, Wisconsin was not that great of a team. They ended up being a three-seed in the tournament. They ended up getting figured out pretty quickly in, in the NCAA tournament. But still, like, he basically carried them to a three-seed. And they won the, the Big Ten tournament, like, in off basically just because of Johnny Davis. So uh, he's a guy that I love. And I, if he falls to, like, Cleveland at 14 or something like that, like, uh, that's a huge win for the Cavs. Yeah, the reason Johnny Davis has fallen is just because his efficiency. But but I, I do I think he's become one of the most underrated players in the draft because yeah. he's he plays defense. And there's a there's a world where he falls to twelve for right. the Thunder. And I'd love for the Thunder to pick him because he's he's so good defensively. But he's known as a bucket getter. So even though his efficiency wasn't there, it's because he had to carry so much on the defensive end and on the offensive end, and he was getting double teamed a lot. So I think it affected his his efficiency. Uh, I don't really know who to go with because right. Daniel's not allowing me to talk about my five favorite players. Uh, so I'm just going to ignore him. And I mean, because I got to talk about one of the guys. Yeah. Uh, I think that my guy like is Dyson Daniels. Like yeah. if I had to pick a guy that you know is kind of somewhat under the radar because you know Jaden Ivey obviously gets a lot of hype. Shaden Sharp has gotten a lot of hype. Uh, Dyson Daniels is a guy that, for me, when I first started the process of looking into these guys, I like ignored him because I didn't think his three point shot uh, it was it was so bad. I was like, I don't even want to look at this guy. I had him at like number fifteen at one point. Now he's like number five on my board because he does everything else so well. He's an elite defender, one of the top two or three defenders in this draft. He or Jeremy Sohan are the best wing defenders, um, and he's such a good playmaker. He's got such good ball skills. He can finish at the rim, and his three point shot the second half of the G League season. Uh, improved so much, and if you look at his mechanics and form and things like that, uh, it was tra- kind of transformed, and his efficiency showed that. I think that he could be one of the best players in this draft. And uh, if the Thunder were to trade up from twelve to seven or eight, I, I think the first preference might be Shade and Sharp because of the upside. But I'd love to see either Dyson Daniels or Benedict Matherin as well. The, like those would be my targets if the Thunder are trading up from twelve. I think that that Dyson Daniels could be really, really good. Brandon Raybar, known rule breaker. <laughs> <laughs> like, like my next best favorite after all the guys that you said, I guess would be like maybe Jalen Duran, but I'm not Lady really that God. passionate about. It. Like so, I'd just be making stuff up. Okay, so real quick, before we get out of here, yeah. 
what is you guys what is you guys's bold prediction for brat or draft night mine for so you guys can yell at me is sam presti drafts ty ty washington at two <laughs> quits a week later and goes and works for the Lakers. <laughs> is that a bold prediction or like your, <laughs> bold your That's a bold daydreaming prediction. fantasy? <laughs> right. Never going to happen as a um, Lakers fan. I think, I think I already kind of said mine with Patrick Baldwin Jr. I think is going to get drafted in like the late teens, early 20s. Is that is that not no, not bold, bold yeah, enough? Okay, I, I think that's pretty bold. I think someone team's going to take the upside on him. Him or Nikola Jovic? Jovic is going to get drafted way high. I think the Nuggets are going to try to draft him. So they <laughs> absolutely, yeah, Jokic, be it would be Jokic. only right. Every team should let that happen, right? I think yeah. it would only be it only be right. Yeah, uh, sticking to the Thunder. I, this isn't bold, but I do think the Thunder are going to trade up from twelve. I, I think that there's just way to go off on a limb. <laughs> well, I'm trying to say something that's actually going to happen. Uh, and trying Mine to stick could happen. to the Thunder. Mine could definitely happen. <laughs> know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, so I, I do think that the Thunder will trade up from 12. Like, the odds say that they're going to stay because, you know, trades are unlikely. But they have too many assets. And I, I think that there's been too many, you know, rumors, whispers about it. And there's teams in that area that want to win now. When you look at the Blazers and when you look at the Pelicans, I think moving up to seven or eight makes a lot of sense. Hopefully they can do it without giving up Lou Dort. We'll see what happens. Well, there you have it. Bold predictions. I think mine's the one that's most likely to come true. <laughs> we'll see, though. Um, this was the Thunder Insider Show. Like I said, the we have spaces tonight. The OKC 82 is going to be going up sometime soon. We have the draft party show coming up at Twin Peaks North on Memorial on Thursday, starting at 3 with Chisholm and Ryan. We have a lot of content coming out. It is, it's great. Best covers, like I said. Covers that no one else is going to be able to give you. Like, who else can give you strict references in their exactly. basketball talk? No one, except for the franchise. This has been the... Fran- the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. I'm Daniel Bell, Matt Burton, and Brandon Raybar on 1077 The Franchise.